All August long, we're giving away our subscription-only digestible daily show Cubs Pod, which is ad-supported here by the Bleacher Bunch on the Fans First Network. For early ad-free Cubs Pod, subscribe at patreon.com slash sunranto and become a super ranter today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to Cubs Pod, a Bleacher Bunch production on the Fans First Network, your daily dose of digestible, delightful Cubs content. I'm your host, Danny Rocket, here to tell you what's happening right now in the world of the Chicago Cubs. And the Cubs are a playoff team yet once again as they bounced back and beat the Mets 3-2 behind the pitching stylings of Jamison Tyone versus Cookie Carrasco, who gave up a couple cookies, and that's why we're in the position we're currently in. Good stuff, um, except for that the umpiring was absolutely horrific for yet a second night in a row. Um, I don't know what's going on there, but we were joking that... The umpiring crew was brought to you by LASIK Eye Centers. It was that bad. Two nights in a row, everybody's talking about it. And I was uh, texting with Johnny Adamanapia, our national fans friend, and um, he sent me something about an egregious uh, call in a Nationals game. And I told him, I said, a lot of umpires retired after COVID, A, because of the new rules, and they didn't want to deal, and B, because they were old. Now, I know a lot of us are like, yay, 
old umpires gone, but that means we're getting young umpires and they don't know what they're doing yet. I think a lot of them will get better, but there's once you hire these guys, there's like no way to get rid of them. And it's just, it's going to be a while. And it's something I've noticed this year specifically that it's been rather egregious. Maybe it has also something to do with the fact that we can see where all these pitches are a lot better. But also, the hitters are trained to not swing at this stuff. So you saw Morell getting kicked out two nights ago. And uh, he got called out on a bad call last night, too. But he also walked. But he's up there trying to be have plate discipline. And these umpires won't let it happen. So we're sitting here screaming to swing at the close pitches when you're not going to have a great chance to do something with that pitch unless you're, you know, Javi Baez, who can reach out at a pitch five feet outside the zone and still hit it. But anyway, let's talk about this game, a 3-2 to two dandy. Good little game. Just uh, Cubs did a nice surgical job, and I can't say enough about Jamison Tyone. And I won't say much about him because he didn't do anything bad. And usually when I'm telling you what's happening in the games, when it comes around to the Mets, I'm going to be like, and the Mets went one, two, three, and that was all Tyone. But the game started off pretty good for the Cubs. Uh, Mike Tockman having the summer of his life during the summer of Mike Tockman. He uh, he walked to start the game, and this was after an on-field delay where apparently the pitch com wasn't working. Uh, and the, it was funny to hear Boog talking about it, about like why the pitch com should always work, and. Uh, that it's basically like not electronics and that nobody can hack it. I'm like, and it was one of those things like when you're trying to explain something that you don't really understand yourself, that's what Boog was doing. It was very funny. Um, but yeah, Mike Tockman walked after the PitchCon debacle. Uh, Nico Horner, Andy and Hap then grounded out. Oh, so did Cody Bellinger. So there was nothing doing after the lead off walk against Carrasco. In the bottom of the first, the Mets did all their scoring, but it started out okay. A little pop out to Nick Madrigal from Nemo, but then Jeff McNeil singled, and after Francisco Lindor popped out, Pete Alonso again, who has 13 home runs in 25 games against the Chicago Cubs. He's got Boog calling him the polar bear, which is annoying because it, it, that's an, effect, an affectionate term for the Mets to use for their own players, Boog. That's not for you to be like, oh, it's the polar bear. No, he's the polar idiot. Um, So anyway, he hit another stupid homer off of the it hit. You know, the Mets moved their fences in. In 2007, when the uh, stadium was first built, The it was much higher fences and they were further back. Actually, my friend David Brody takes some credit for yelling at the Mets because it used to be all black too, and he made them change it to blue. He's he's pretty in with the team. He worked at the, the top radio station in New York City, Z100, and um, he's a huge Mets fan. Uh, I've hung out with him at games many times, and he used to produce over at Z100, so he's got some clout. And um, he says that he is responsible for them moving – the fence is in, and now they got one of those dumb home run lines like they have in Milwaukee. And so it just, nobody knew it was a home run. 
it hit off the uh, wall in the black where it used to be home run territory. I don't know how it worked. I forget how the original scheme was, but either way, it hit off a stupid above the line area. Ended up being a home run for Pete Alonso. His third in two nights against the Cubs. Like, why are we pitching this guy? I don't get it. But anyway, he hit a home run, 2 nothing Mets. But don't worry. It's all they would score. Uh, Daniel Vogelback, old friend, struck out swinging, and that was the end of it. Cubs went 1-2-3 in the second inning. Christopher Morrell was called out stri- on strikes. Another bad call. I mean, I'm kind of getting to the point with Christopher Morrell that I wish he wasn't going to the Ian Happ school of hitting. Because I, I I love the plate discipline, great job, but come on. We're looking at a Kyle Schwarber situation where these dudes are going to get called on, called strikes, strike threes. And even if you have robot ump and a pitch, uh, in like a pitch challenge system, some of these balls are catching the, a millimeter of the zone. It's going to get called a strike anyway. So, but yeah, as I said, the umpire was bad. I do not blame Christopher Morrell for any of his strikeouts. It's not his fault. Bottom of the second, Abraham Almonte was called out on strikes. It was both sides, too. The Mets were chirping as well. Uh, Mark Vientos grounded out, but then Omar Nevarez doubled. And uh, but nothing doing because Rafael Ortega, he flew out to Cody Bellinger. Three outs in the top of the third. Uh, we had Gomes and Horner striking out. Horner was called out on strikes. Also a very close call that probably could have gone either way. Uh, Mike Tockman singled because it is his summer. It is the summer of Mike Tockman. And uh, but the Cubs could not get him home. Uh, bottom of the third, one, two, three. Couple of strikeouts swinging from Jeff McNeil and Francisco Lindor. So we're looking at the top of the lineup, and Tyone is cruising. Top of the fourth. Hap struck out to lead it off, but then Cody Bellinger, who's having the summer of his, of a resurgent summer, uh, man, Cubs should have locked him up to a long-term contract. I know that they can't or couldn't or whatever it is, but uh, they wanted this one-year prove-it deal, but oh my God, they got to get him back because he's basically carrying the team. You don't get Cody Bellinger back in this lineup, you're taking a huge step back. There's nobody to replace him because he's MVP caliber year. He homered uh, two to two. That uh, no, then it made it two to one. That was our first run, actually. Uh, then nothing else happened. Swanson and Candelario got out. Bottom of the fourth, one, two, three. Alonzo Vogelbeck, Almonte, Sia, Sayonara, goodbye. Top of the fifth, Christopher Morrell led off with a walk. Oh, imagine that. He can actually like see what a ball and a strike is, and when the umpire is in his, in his way, he will take his base. Um, great to see you. Love a morale walk. Uh, then Jan Gomes, who's been clutch all year long, just knows exactly what to do in the moment that it needs to be done. Jan Gomes doubled. morell has got wheels. He scored. Tied it up 2-2. Two to two. And uh, then... Uh, Nick Madrigal, he, uh, well, it was kind of weird. It was a fielder's choice out. Um, Madrigal hit the ball right back to the pitcher. Gomes was trying to move over. Now, that makes sense, I guess. There's one out. 
there's going to be two outs. So being in third isn't the greatest thing in the world, but when you don't have wheels like Jan Gomes, maybe you want to be over there. But um, great play by Carrasco, and it was the right move to keep going for Gomes. And he did a little, like, Javi slide move, but with his legs, but it didn't work. He was tagged out. It was close, though. Gomes made it closer with that fancy little slide, but he was out. Then, with Nick Madrigal on first base because of the fielder's choice, he got his butt picked off. And then Mike Tockman struck out swinging. So that was the end of that. Actually, that would have been only one out with a man on third, now that I think of it, because there was no outs in the inning. Uh, sorry for the misinformation. But, yeah, I mean, uh, the Cubs ran themselves right out of that inning. Uh, it seemed like they had chance for more there with a leadoff walk and a man on second with no outs. But not for long. <laughs> only two more, only one more batter even uh, came up after Madrigal's Mike Tockman. He struck out. So bottom of the fifth. Uh, another strikeout for Tyone. He had seven in the game, but Viento struck out, Navaez grounded out, and Ortega popped out. Then Phil Bickford came in for Carrasco in the top of the sixth and did a very nice job because the Cubs did nothing. Bellinger struck out at the end of it. Brandon Nimmo came up at the bottom of the sixth and flew out. Nick McNeil grounded out, and Lindor struck out swinging through six. Jamison still cruising. However, the Mets kept having to use pitchers because Trevor Gott came in for Bickford and uh, Dansby Swanson grounded out. Jamer Candelario doubled. So we had a, a good situation going. Uh, one out, man on second. But Morrell got called out on strikes. You know, let me look at this at bat here. And, yeah, they were all strikes. I remember this at bat. You know, he's taking pitches that were right down the middle. I don't know what what's going on. But this is what I'm saying. Like, he looks like he's up there looking for a walk. Like, they told him, hey, we need you to walk more. We need you to be a little more patient at the plate. Well, now he's taking pitches down the middle. So, like, great job, Cubs. The Cubs hitting coaches because now you turned a great hitter into Ian Happ, who's average. Great job. Jan Gomes flew out to end it in the top of the seventh. Bottom of the seventh, one, two, three, yet once again, Alonzo Vogelback and Almonte struck out swinging. Well, only Almonte did. I made it sound like all three of them did. The other ones were ground outs and pop outs in the top of the eighth. The Mets moved things around a little bit. McNeil went from second to right. Arauz came in uh, for Almonte, going out to right field. And uh, anyway, they tried to get something done, bring in some bats, bring in some late inning replacements, but it didn't work. Drew Smith came in for Trevor Gott with the game still tied on the line. Nick Madrigal flew out to make it one out. But then the summer of Mike Tushman continued, and he homered. Fly ball, left center, thing of beauty. Um, It's hilarious. I was hanging out with Cody Delmendo, who I do believe coined the phrase the summer of Mike Tushman. And it's funny because a lot of people are using it now, and it excites him. He's like, I thought of this. And then the Cubs even tweeted out the summer of Mike Talkman. But, um, you know, with stuff, stuff like this, a lot of times people want credit 
for coming up with something. I kind of told them to let that go in the bleachers. I'm like, listen, people think of things at the same time all the time. Uh, as a writer, I mean, I've written stuff and in, in like three weeks later, I see it on Saturday Night Live. You know, it's like it's comedy. We're making fun of the news like that's how that goes. Um, so get used to that. But it and I told him the story of Brizzo, one of the most famous, actually, and people don't know this, fan generated uh, phrases um, or memes to come out. Brizzo was coined by Blonde Wonk Lauren. And uh, nobody really knows that, but there is there was in irrefutable Twitter proof back in the day that she's the first one to say it. You know, it's kind of like when, you know, J-Lo and Ben Affleck get together and they call it Ben Lowe or something like that. I forget how that worked, but, you know. So Cody did make up Summer of Mike Talkman, but also, like, you know, Summer of is already a thing, so you're not making that up. Mike Talkman being good is his thing. He did that. And uh, you just put those two things together and you said it. In fact, I feel like I was in the studio the day he made that up um, going on their show. Or maybe it happened right before because he was having a great time. But, you know, this is a great example. The summer of Mike Talkman, Tushman, got off to a uh, kind of a slow start because he wasn't here. This is a prime example when the Cubs didn't have a right fielder because Saya was out. They brought up Miles Mastroboni. They broke with him, and the Cubs lost a lot of games. Mike Tushman, when he's in the game, the Cubs tend to do a heck of a lot better. In fact, I'm going to look up his game logs right here and see what our overall uh, win-loss record is. And our overall win-loss record is 37-28 and 28 when Mike Tushman is in the game. 37 and 28. He did not play his first game until May 19th. You do the math. What was the Cubs record before that? I guarantee it was below 500 because they were 500 in April and way under in May. So the Tushman's got to be out there. They say Suzuki's going to play today. That better mean that Mike Tushman's playing too. I do not want to see anything else. So um, after Tushman homered, the Cubs went up 3-2, to two, and that would be the final score of this game. Horner singled, but Hap struck out, and they uh, changed pitchers. Josh Walker came out, which is a great name for a pitcher, Walker. And immediately, e- even though uh, <laughs> Joe Girardi was sitting there saying, oh, it's going to be hard for Horner to steal. It's going to be a difficult situation. I wouldn't steal on this pitch. This is a tough lefty, blah, blah, blah. First pitch. Nico Horner steals second base and just made uh, Joe Girardi look like an idiot, which he already sounds like an idiot, so for him to look like an idiot is uh, pretty much works out great. In fact, I was noticing that the opposite of everything Joe Girardi said is what would come to pass. So whatever Joe Girardi says, do the other thing. Cody Bellinger struck out, swinging to end that inning in the eighth. Tyone finally left the game. Great job by him. And uh, Julian Merriweather came in to replace him. It did not go great. Um, yeah, it's a single from Mark Vientos. This is the bottom of their order. No Marva Navias then flew out. Uh, but then Francisco Alvarez came in to replace Ortega, who hit the ball really hard, but right to Mike Tockman. 
And um, Brandon Nimmo then singled. So you had two men on. Vientos at third now. And this was... This this single was kind of a BS single. Uh, Nick Madrigal playing third was a little bit too short to get it. He knocked the ball down, but he could not make the play. But Jeff McNeil, who also hit the ball quite hard, uh, but right to Nico Horner made the third out, and that was the end of the Mets' eighth. In the top of the ninth, Danny Mendick uh, came in to replace Omar Navarez playing left. Francisco Alvarez came into the game as catcher. So they're moving things all around, trying to get something going on for the Mets. It did not work. Adovino, uh, who I always wanted the Cubs to get, but apparently he loves living in New York because he's a native New Yorker, and he, brought, he bought a warehouse in Harlem to play baseball in. So he's not leaving New York if he can avoid it. Um, but he came into the game, struck out Dansby. Jamer singled, so he had a couple hits in this game. But then Morrell struck out swinging. Jan Gomes singled, and that moved Jamer to second. But Nick Magical lined out, and the Cubs could not add any insurance runs. They wouldn't need it, though, because Adbert Alzali has ice in his veins. And even though he gave up a leadoff single to Lindor, he got... Pete Alonso to line out, and then Dan Vogelbach grounded into a double play, uh, which it was a comebacker to Alzali, who steeled himself, threw the ball low to Dansby Swanson, but Dansby was able to handle it, and then on over to first to complete the double play of Vogelbach, who I think was only like four steps from home plate because the man is too fat to run. Um, and that was the ball game. Great stuff. Adbert Alzali, uh, it was it was funny because uh, Boogs uh, or um, Zach Zaidman, who is doing radio now, Pat is somewhere else. I don't know what's going on, taking a breather. But he, Alzali clapped, but he clapped in a way that it looked like, you know, his one hand was facing down. So he's basically clapping by hitting his palm against the back of his other hand and that was his clapping and it just kind of looked funny but uh not a big deal he's wearing a glove you know why not clap that way um instead of the normal clappy way but freaking zach sadman's like alzali's pointing to his left wrist as if to say it's time we won and i was like uh that's not what's going on there zade but um i'll let you if you were listening on the radio just know that's not what happened Alzali was just clapping weird. And the good news is not only did the Cubs won, uh, if you needed any more good news, uh, the good news is not only the Cubs won, but the Brewers and Reds lost. The Cubs are now in the third wildcard spot and one and a half games out of the division. But watch out for the Marlins. They're right there with the Reds as well. Uh, if you recall, we lost, we got swept by them in Florida and then we took them two of three. So, if we end up in a tie with a team like that, they've got the season series on us. Um, right now, I believe the Reds have the season series on us too. So that's something to think about because there will be no playoff games um, if there is a tie. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. 
With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, today we've got Hendo against David Peterson. Hendo's four and six with a 409. David Peterson is three and seven with a 565. Not a great year for Peterson. Hendo did not see the Mets last time around, and he really had a terrible start against Atlanta. He was cruising for three innings, but that was it. A seven-run fourth sunk him, gave up eight hits, two home runs. That's a tough lineup, but still, seven runs. And that's coming off a really good outing against St. Louis, where he only gave up two earned runs, three total, eight hits, though. And the Cubs lost that game as well, even though he was able to go seven innings. So we'll see what we get out of Kyle. His ERA went from 338 to 398 in that last start because this will only be his 15th start of the year. It did not come back until the end of May. Um, David Peterson for the Mets, he did not face the Cubs either when they were at Wrigley. And he's been pitching uh, quite a bit out of the pen for about half the year. They started as a starter at the beginning of the year. They moved him into the pen. And uh, they moved into the pen like in July. So now he's back being a starter because, well, the Mets traded their top two starters um, in Verlander and Scherzer. And uh, last time he went out there, he did start the game against Baltimore He only went three innings and gave up one hit, three walks. So this might be a short outing for him as well. I don't know what kind of stretching out he's got to do. He only went 52 pitches. That's the most he's gone since he went 88 on July 8th. So they may need to stretch him back out. We'll see what happens there. Um, But yeah, 565 ERA, but he has been better out of the pen than as a starter, which is probably how he got his butt moved to the pen. As far as uh, the for and against, uh, Omar Navarez has seen Hendo the most. 17 at-bats against him, batting .059. So that's, I don't think you'll see Narvaez in there if they can avoid it. Um, but, uh, Jeff McNeil has a home run in one of his five at bats and is batting 600. So he's got three, three hits in five at bats doing quite well. Um, Vogelback has seen him quite a bit batting 385 against him. So he likes it and, um, yeah, mixed, mixed bag, but for the, but the guy who's seen him the most is terrible. So maybe they won't have him out there. They have another catcher. As far as the Cubs versus David Peterson, um, Swanson's seen him the most and is only batting 200. And then nobody's seen him more than six times and nobody has homered off of him. Uh, Gomes is two for six. Um, Horner's two for two, but, you know, that's just two at bats. A lot of guys with offers. Bellinger, Wisdom, Tockman, but not faced him a lot, just a couple at bats. The Mets are giving away a football jersey to remind everybody that their baseball season is over and the weather should be quite nice. So go enjoy that. 
Cubs have an off day tomorrow, and uh, Michael Cotton's going to hit you up with the next Cubs pod. And um, I guess that's the show. Have a wonderful day. Spook Hog.